0: Coming up, I got some MBA and I got some master's because I'm at the master's, that's next. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a late beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at Michelob slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Netflix. They say a gentleman always keeps his word, but I can't repeat any of the words that the weed-dealing, gambling, murdering aristocrats say in The Gentleman. Guy Ritchie's first TV show ever, only on Netflix, based on his award-winning film, The Gentleman series stars, Theo James, my guy from White Lotus, and a whole new cast of criminal lords and ladies slumming it in Britain's criminal underworld. Guns out, pinkies up. Don't miss The Gentleman, now playing only on Netflix. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network on Sunday on the Prestige TV Podcast. Me and Sean Fantasy and and, uh, Joanna Robinson are going to be reacting right after episode three of Succession. We do not have screeners for this one, so we're going to have to tape right after the show ends on Sunday night and put it up as soon as we can. I will also be putting up a new podcast with Rosillo on this feed that Night as well. Hope you checked out the rewatchables. We did He Got Game this week. Hope you checked out all the FanDuel TV stuff we did, including uh Through the Ringer, which we launched today with host Tate Frazier. Every week he's going to bounce through whatever is relevant in the sports world and the gambling space with members of the Ringer staff. We call it Through the Ringer. It has a podcast feed and you can watch the whole show. It's a video podcast, it looks great. Super excited about it. He had Kevin O'Connor, Big Waz, and Nora Princiati on today's episode of Through the Ringer. Uh, Coming on HBO, Friday night, 8 p.m., the latest installment of Music Box, the documentary we did about Jason Isbell, it's called Running With Our Eyes Closed. It's fantastic, couldn't be more proud of it. If you missed the 8 p.m. screening on HBO, don't worry, you can go right to HBO Max. You can watch it whenever you want. I think this is a really, really, really good one. So psyched that we're involved. Uh, you can also watch all the installments of MusicBots. We have six up there that we already did, and that is all on the uh, HBO Max feed as well. Congratulations to director Sam Jones. I'm pumped that everybody gets to watch it. Again, 8 p.m., Friday night, HBO. Coming up on this podcast, Joe House and I are going to react to the Denver Phoenix game and some last minute NBA award stuff late Thursday night here in Augusta. And then we talked about round one of the Masters. A lot of golf and food stuff and some possible bets for the weekend with me and Dave Chang and House and Nathan Hubbard. We are all here in Augusta, the greatest place on earth. Second year in a row, third in the last six years. Uh, just one of those weeks you just feel lucky that we get to do this for a living. Great stuff. Can't wait to talk about basketball and golf. It's all Next First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, we're taping this. It's 11 o'clock East Coast time. Joe House and I are going to wait until after the Phoenix-Denver game. And Denver decided not to play any of their best players. Charles Barkley said it's the Nugget against the Suns tonight. This was a great snapshot of what the playoffs might look like, a potential Western Finals preview. No, this just goes, this is par for the course with this weird season we're having. I was thinking about Phoenix, though. I think you and I both think they're probably the gun-to-the-head pick in the West, right? Even though they're the four seed, would you have somebody else? I have an update. What do you have? I have the Warriors. What? Wiggins. That's it? Wiggins just being back for the playoffs,
1: you flipped? Well, it's not just that. Gary Payton is playing. So, just in the last, you know, five days, my sentiments about the West have really changed. I, That's your
0: gun-to-the-head pick? Yeah. The defending champions. I don't think you're wrong, but I'm je- but I just need to digest it for a second.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: I have no idea what version of Andrew Wiggins we're getting.
1: I don't know what kind of shape Gary Payton's in. He had a beautiful follow-up dunk I saw, so the athleticism looks like it's there. But man, every other team I have much bigger problems with than the Warriors. The Warriors' single biggest problem is Draymond punching Jordan Poole in the face.
0: Yeah, and that was like a lifetime ago. Exactly. So you're betting on the experience in the playoff reps over. I mean, we've talked about the Phoenix thing before. Phoenix is the favorite on FanDuel. They're two to one in the West.
1: Just not going to go against a healthy Steph Curry.
0: Nobody has ever traded for their best player during the season and then made the finals. I looked this up. It has not happened. There's no precedent for it in the history of the NBA. Now, this season has had a lot of things that have never happened before in the history of the NBA, so uh, it's not, not like it can't happen. I was thinking about that Durant trade, though. You know, this Mikael Bridges just becoming a 27 to 28 point a game scorer for the Nets, really big sample size now, basically since he joined the team in mid-February. So I think it's like 22, 23 games at this point. And he is able to initiate half-court offense, get his own shot, Come through in, in crunch time situations in ways that, you know, he was mostly a stand in the corner guy, unless Booker or Paul was hurt for Phoenix. Um, And then you would see this side of him when one of the guys was missing him, like, oh, there's, seems like there's something more here. But I never in a million years thought that he was going to turn into this. And you think of all the other stuff that they gave up in that trade. I do feel like there's more pressure on that trade now. I think it was defensible. I understand why they did it. I certainly didn't kill it. You gotta go get Durant. He's top sixteen. You gotta do what it takes. But man. <laughs> the fact that he's this good on top of all the picks, what if they get bounced in round two against Denver? It it can totally happen, but it's worth the gamble. It's worth the
1: big gamble for the new owner. He immediately shows his fan base that he's different, that you know, 'Cause the the, the the single most compelling aspect of that trade um in terms of the lore that surrounds it is that the Phoenix was balking at the asking price of Brooklyn and then he arrived on the
0: scene. Well the asking price was throw bridges in there. Yeah. Phoenix like, nope, we're not doing that. Nope. New owner comes in.
1: Now nah, we're gonna throw him in actually. Yeah. Are you out of your fucking mind? We're gonna go get we're gonna go get Kevin Durant, okay? They want
0: bridges? Good. They can have him. And you watch like even Again, we're taping this at halftime, but a couple of the plays in the first half where he's just so good. He's—I he, sound like Collinsworth.
1: Kevin oh, oh, Durant, <laughs> he's oh, so good. KD, he's such oh, a good back. Oh my
0: God, Look at him. <laughs> I the can't way he I initiates! Try. Oh my God, Al. Um, but he is like amazing. But here's the trade: it was Bridges, Bridges Cam Johnson, Crowder, who they flipped. First round picks: twenty three, twenty five, twenty seven, twenty nine, and a first round pick swap at twenty eight. So they gutted their team. Well, they they gutted all the assets they have except they for They to, kept eight and they kept Booker. This, they're going to be in the free agency market, is what sure. they're going to do. Yeah, but then you see the new CBA where the the high high spending teams. There's some real bells and whistles against that now.
1: The cap cap's going up. Uh, new owners got big big uh, checkbook. They're going to be in the free agency
0: market. We both agree. I understand the trade. I, it would have made me blink because especially like the market for like a Bridges, and Anobi guys like that seem to be between two and three first rounders. So on top of the other ones, it's just a lot for a guy who had two injuries just this year, who has had major surgery, who's been in the league since 2007. Um, the precedent I was interested in, you led with, with a precedent, like no
1: team in the history of the league has acquired its best player post all-star break and going into playoffs, right? That's the,
0: well, no team has acquired a guy like Durant, who's the most unique superstar we've ever had with his ability. The ultimate just, if, if you're in college and he's playing pickup, he just fits in with whatever style, whatever the other four players, it just doesn't matter. He's he's always him no matter what the situation is. So maybe you answered my question because what I wanted to ask in terms of the precedent
1: thing is, can we think of anybody that uh, had this short of a runway to get with a team and immediately transform that team from probably second round, maybe conference final
0: fodder at So best. like a mid-season trade. There's two examples that I could think of. One was... The Havlicek stole the ball year going way back into the 60s. I think it was 64 uh, when Wilt got traded back to Philly, 65. And it was basically those two were the best two teams. Boston, they take Philly takes the seven and they acquired Wilt midseason that year. And it was the Havlicek steals the ball game. So that's one. The other one, he's not a superstar, but it did win the title was the Rashid Wallace trade. Okay. Was he the best Detroit Piston in 2004? Probably not. Ben Wallace probably was. Maybe Billups. Maybe he was the third best, but for what he did for that team, and I, I feel like that team, it was the four guys together. You needed all of them. So that one, they integrated him pretty seamlessly and Rashid, you know, at least at that point of his career, was the kind of guy who could fit in in almost any situation if his head was on straight. That time he was, remember?
1: Yeah. I, I And that was the only one that I could really think of, but it's different because Rashid doesn't need, didn't need to touch the ball, on a certain number of, and I'm not suggesting that KD needs it, but that's no. what makes sense. That's how it's going
0: to be. He's going to be most effective. There's it, one there's other a usage
1: one. component to putting KD into the mix.
0: True, you're right. He because he is the best player. He's in crunch time, last five minutes. You're going to run stuff through him. There's one other one that I hesitate to mention because you're going to go to f bomb frenzy. <laughs> Pau Gasol, 2008. Oh yeah. I I That got them to the finals. He became their second best player immediately. He wasn't their best player. So the example was like best player. He wasn't their best player. Kobe was, but that was another example of like just being able to slide somebody in who becomes crucially important. This is pretty unique though, but it's been a unique situation or in a unique season where they're the four seed, but I think people feel like they're the favorite. Fandle certainly does. Um, You could make a case He's the guy you would want out of anyone in the West in a in a game seven or a down three two situation, something like that. Even though Jokic is in the West, um, so you
1: you're inclined. So I, I, I after the sweep last year, which will forever live on his resume, he was swept out of the first round of the playoffs. With his chosen partner in crime in the form of of Kyrie Irving, it's really bad. That and he got is,
0: and he got his ass outplayed by Jason Tatum. That
1: it, and and at the end of games, because of the confusion of that team, their confused approach to offense, he looked a little bit. You know, he wasn't. It wasn't the crunch down, the crunch time lockdown. Just let KD have the ball and let him cook.
0: It's hard to say how much the dysfunction played into that, but okay, okay. I would say a high amount because we've right. seen him come through in other situations. But yeah, he looked a like... A lifetime of coming he through. He looked like he was on the other side of the hill, but then you watch him this year before, you know, when, that, when he was humming with Kyrie before he got hurt, he mm-hmm. looked like KD from three, four years ago. Okay. And then this Phoenix version, you know, we'll see. But I mean, the, that team's such a smart... Foundationally with... uh with Paul and Booker and with Ayton, like just controlling everything near the rim. And then if they can play wing roulette with that fifth spot, they're going to be there. But man, you know, the most, I think just in, in recent history, the most teams have given up for a trade for a star. It was that Davis trade, which we've talked about in the past, which was Ingram and Ball and Josh Hart and Mo Wagner and the fourth pick in 2019 and a 22 first. And a first swap in 23, and a choice of 24 or 25 first. That was a lot, especially because when you see how well Brandon Ingram's playing, like that, he's looked like a top 25 guy. So it's that trade. And then there was that Paul George trade, which was just an absolute shitload. But as that was SGA, yikes, 21, 22, 24, firsts, 23, 25 swaps, and a top 14 protected pick in 23. They've already gotten. SGA, the fucking awesome Jalen Williams, not the other Jalen Williams, the rookie <laughs> of the year kid that Jalen Williams, and Trey Mann out of that trade, not to mention all the other picks. But they got Paul George and Kawhi, the Clippers in that trade. So yeah. it's the two thing. This Durant thing, it bridges. Like, Do you believe this Bridges thing? Is this just a small sample size? They need a score? He's on a little hot streak? Or is this who he is? Oh, I think it's a lot
1: closer to who he is.
0: I know how I feel too. I, mean, I
1: I think you know that. That's why Phoenix pre. Uh, what's what's the new owner? Pre Matt Ishbia. Ishbia. Pre Ishbia. Matt with
0: one T. One yeah, T. Matt. One T. One Matt. T. One it's T, like Ray Matt. Pruitt. Ray Pruitt. With one T. All my mama He's could not afford. Low,
1: not low T. Matt. Don't get mad at us,
0: Matt. Just one T. Yeah. Matt. One, one T. Matt. <laughs> one T. Matt came in. It's like, yeah, no, no, we're going to put Mikael Bridges in the trade. But holy shit, they gave up a lot. So this goes to. Why this 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 regular season has been so disappointing and such a letdown over and over again, just kicks in the balls everywhere. Last night, kudos to LeBron and Davis for playing in the back-to-back. Like, should we have to congratulate two guys who are making $80 million a year combined who have already won a title for playing back-to-back games? I feel like we do. In the context of the season. I was season, psyched that they did
1: that. It also was a very important game to, it to, was. to them and the seeding They the could have ducked it. That, that, I mean, it wouldn't have been a duck. It would have been some kind of preservation. They're, they're paying a price now for the disorganization, the dysfunction of of Russell Westbrook.
0: Oh, yeah. That, and, and not that, that, not getting rid of him sooner. Yeah, But when you think of all the different matchups and how fun all this stuff is, it does feel like it will make up for the regular season. Right now, we're looking at Suns Clippers and we're looking at Kings Warriors as the 4-5 and the 3-6. And the Lakers right now are in the seventh seed going against a Memphis team that's been pretty good now for, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks. They've looked very Memphis-y again. Yep. And yet that Lakers with the experience of Steven Adams isn't back in time, no Brandon Clark, um, that's just a bad beat for them. It's a bad beat. I'm bummed out because I we, like that Memphis team. We, I Man, I hate to say this, but we both like this Lakers Whatever this might be, because it's not just the the Braun being able to come back from plantar fasciitis, which is usually a four month injury, unless it's him, and then Davis, but then Austin Reeves has turned into a real guy. Like he's, I think the the last twenty five games, last twenty three games, he's like eighteen a game, 50-40-80 splits. You didn't like my tweet last night, though. I
1: no, I didn't like it. I loved it. I loved your
0: tweet last night. Well, so they're, they're handicapped because he's a restricted free agent. They can only offer him four for 50.8. And somebody else is going to go over the top and offer him like four for 70 because all these teams have cap space. And then they're going to have to match it, which is really going to handicap with, I think they have to match it. For, it can't be like a Caruso situation because it feels a little similar, not what, just because they're What's the price
1: for, for Austin?
0: To me, it's like Kevin Herter money. And he makes like sixteen million a year. 16, I think that's the range. 16, Just like Norm Powell makes sixteen. I think he's 16. a sixteen million dollar a year guy. We both like Reeves. He he's not he's not what you think he is if you don't watch basketball. Like he he's crafty. The he gets to, to the line. That's the point. The getting he, to the free throw line. He thing. gets rebounds in traffic. Like yeah. he knows how to play basketball. I like I play. like that guy.
1: So that's the thing to me that's most uh that's the single biggest change for the Lakers. By way of um you know, trading away Westbrook and the guys that they right acquired. addition
0: by subtraction plus the, the dudes, but the
1: collection, the collective impact on the team's basketball IQ. It seems like they're like fifty points smarter. The ball You're moves; right. it's just insane the way the ball moves, the way that they, you know, and and Davis playing at Davis level kind of helps
0: for sure. But and they. Tried to turn Westbrook into something. I don't think that was totally his fault. Not, just, On the other hand, he does that, it's like Westbrook hair. shit all the time. Like, yeah. we were watching last night that Clippers Lakers game, and you know, his team misses. He's standing at midcourt. He's the guy that's supposed to get anybody who might cut back for a back, for fast break layup, and somebody runs right by him he and he realizes it two seconds late yeah. and he gets, takes a bad angle. Like, he's yeah. just, you know, he's frustrating. And I think he was immensely frustrating for LeBron. But yeah, you luck. The team they have now is a team that makes sense with, with LeBron and Davis, but I just continue to think it's unrealistic that those guys stay healthy. Well,
1: it's why when you asked me at gunpoint at the beginning of the pod, who am I taking, I think it's the Warriors now, the, if, if Wiggins is back.
0: Well, the other thing that happened today, so Miami beat Philly by a lot. It was a blowout. Philly played their dudes for some reason. Their heart wasn't in it. They don't really need it. It makes way more sense for them to want Miami to get uh, – the seven seed, but mm-hmm. the thing is, they get to play Brooklyn the last day of the season, Philly. Brooklyn has a tiebreaker with Miami. They're one up on Miami right now. This is a wrap, because Philly's going to tank the living shit out of that Brooklyn game, because they want to play Brooklyn. This they is don't want to play Miami. This is a wrap. So they let Miami have their little thing today. Embiid probably clinched the MVP with that huge Boston game he had the other night. And this is it. So now they're going to play Brooklyn, and Miami's gonna play the Celtics. And I get to sweat that one out for two weeks. Wasn't expecting that one. Figured the T seven's gonna be. Wait, wait, am I overreacting to this Miami team? What do you think?
1: I think this Miami team stinks. Okay. I really do. I I, I was prepared down the stretch. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. They owned, they 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 did everything they, they needed to do. There's they had a Saturday night game against Brooklyn. Uh, a week and a half ago, yeah, they were they scored sixty nine points in the first half. They were in perfect position at home. Jimmy Butler was playing; it was a yeah. Jimmy Butler game. And then they had the worst defensive performance in thirty years <laughs> in the second half, right? And went on a three game losing streak. Miami can can go f itself. I'm done with them. That's not a serious team. The problem with them is they made a gamble on Kyle Lowry and they lost that gamble. And they oh, don't. He's... They can't score and they can't play defense consistently they're in every other night team so yes it's annoying that they're going to be somewhat formidable there'll be a different kind of challenge for the Celtics in the first round but it's like a 4-2 you're gonna you know you, you would prefer not to have to play six games in the first round that's probably what it's going to
0: take two things worry me one I sent this to you Miami's record against the spread this year which Miami's five games over 500, and I think their record against the spread is like 29, 47, and five. Worst, They're 18 games under 500 against the spread. Worse than the NBA. Worse by far. Worse by like six, seven games. They're this team that over, and you can see it from the clutch stats and their weird record in the one-point games. They're this team that they underperform and yet somehow pull these games out. Like they were doing it tonight against Philly with the, with the zone defense, and they, they have all these little gimmicks. They have a great coach. And the thing with them, to win a series, they can suck twice in the series, right? Which they did last year. Yeah. You suck in two of them. You play hard in four, and then you get lucky because weird shit happened in the other one. They could easily just win four out of seven of any series. So I I continue to be afraid of them. People think I'm crazy. My team, if Robert Williams is back um, with all the other, you know, every pretty healthy at this point, you know, it seems like it's, it's set, and then they have this Philly situation, and beat out a huge game against them Tuesday night. No Rob Williams, no Jalen Brown. Conspiracy Bill feels like they let him pour it on a little bit in that game. Oh. For the false sense of security. Wait, 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 wait. So you think they're playing mental rope-a-dope? I think they just, the way they defended him, I thought was like a wee bit suspicious. Mm. It was like like one of those... It was like a preseason football game where you don't want to show any of your defenses.
1: So, you t- so you're saying the Celtics let Embiid kind of have I don't think they let him
0: do anything. I think they just played it very straight. Okay. And I think when it gets to a round two playoff series, they will not play the same way. They'll have
1: different defensive looks.
0: There will be a lot of different things happening. I see. Which seems to be. Okay. But now it seems like that quenched MVP for Embiid, I'm still deciding what to do. I was going to throw this at you, actually. Let's actually let's take a break. The NBA season is coming down to the wire, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything, from the money line to point scores and threes drained. I would look at. Sunday, the Sixers have a vested interest for Brooklyn to get the six seed. And if it comes down to Brooklyn wins and they're the six seed, or else Philly would have to play Miami, I would bet on Philly rolling over in that Brooklyn game. So the soonest you can jump on that one, I would do it. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash BS. That's fanduel.com slash BS to learn more. And Fanduel now live in Massachusetts. Download the app now. Take advantage of their great special offers, boost and more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You must be 21 plus and present in select states. First online real money wager only, $10 deposit required. Refund is not a trial, but bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. In Massachusetts, visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. In New York, call one 877 8 hope or text HOPE-NY. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia, Call 1 800 Gamble or visit fandom.com slash RG. Call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. In Connecticut, call 1 88 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Indiana, 1 800 9 with it. In Kansas, 1 800 522 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Louisiana, 877 770 stop. In Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. In Wyoming, 800-522-4700. In West Virginia, visit 1800gambler.net. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time the stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. So I was trying to figure out why I was struggling so much with this MVP situation. We've already talked way too much about it, just in life. All the podcasts, all the shows, it's just too, too much rhetoric. It feels like with, the, with this load management era and it being a regular season award, that the fact that none of these guys are even gonna play 70 games, Really makes this all of it hard to figure out. Like their their records, the team's records when they play are all pretty much the same. Statistically, you could make cases for all three of them or big picture, you know. And Beads probably had the most forceful season. He's probably the best that gets clutched. Jokic is the best offensive player. Giannis is on the best team, and we all think he's the best player. So, whatever way you want to go. But you mentioned this to me when we were talking about it earlier like, Jokic won. Post uh, bubble COVID. season, yeah, the really, because of durability.
1: He played seventy-two of seventy-two, and games. that was
0: like one of the calling cards for why we picked him. And then he took it up a level last year. I would defend both of those votes. I would do him again. I'm also not crazy about voting for him three straight times, and I know we're only supposed to vote for this year. But narratives are a piece of this, and if Giannis ends up with two, and Jokic ends up with two, and Ibiza ends up with one in the last five years, that feels. Makes sense. Right to me. They're the three best players over this, this half decade. And
1: having the, the award sort of self-selected you know, it, its way into that. It feels okay. Allocation
0: makes sense. It, it feels okay, which is why I, I'm probably landing on Embiid, but I can't shake the Giannis piece of this. I think Giannis is the best player in the league. I think that's the best team in the league. Statistically, he's there except for the he's missed 17 games. And uh, I just I don't want to feel stupid if Philly, like if somehow like Miami got the six seed and Miami beat Philly in round one or something. And we're in a 07 Dirk situation. So, well, will you feel I don't stupid
1: know. if my if, if Philly loses in the second round?
0: Yeah, what happens if Boston beats him in five? I, this is the thing you're not supposed to think about playoffs with this award, it's a regular season award. But on the other hand, well, I mean, you know, everybody
1: punished James Harden for a number of years. For
0: them. Well, I was looking up, like, just in general, fewest games ever played by somebody that won the MVP. Like, how many guys do you think in a normal season missed more than 10 games and won the MVP? In a normal season. So no lockout, bubble, strike, any of that stuff.
1: I would say not very many.
0: Least amount of games ever, Carl Malone in the strike season, 49 out of 50, throw him out. Bill Walton, I wrote about this extensively in my book. He won the MVP in 78, 58 games at 82. He, He hurt his foot, missed the last like 22 games. But when he played, they were like 50 and seven or 51 and seven, something like that. And I actually went through it and it actually was the right choice because there were no other good choices anyway. LeBron, 62 in the strike season in 2012, Giannis, 63 in the COVID season, Bob Cousy, 64 in 1957, Russell, 69 in 1958, and Allen Iverson, 71 in 2001. So since the 60s on, the only time in a normal season we've ever had somebody play under 70 games and win the MVP was Bill Walton in 1978. And Allen Iverson in 2001, only missed 11. All three of our choices this year are not going to get to 70 games. It's a different league. It's a different league. So if it's a different league house, does the MVP mean as much as it used to? Well, that's a whole different... Sure it does. Because we're gearing more toward being a all that matters is the playoffs league. So what do we do with the regular season in terms of...
1: It's the same concept that informs your approach to the All-NBA team, which I think is absolutely the right approach. Who won the season? And I right. think it's fine to recognize Joel Embiid for carrying the 76ers to, to exceed slightly exceed their expectations for the season coming in. They were supposed to be where they are, and, and he did it. He's their most important player. They
0: uh, had good performance from from James Harden, but and if you throw away the first three we- two weeks of the season, they're one of the two best teams in the league for November, December, January, February, March, April. They've been one of the top two or three, no question. That's it. The narrative thing, I think, is is why I'm probably going to end up getting there. He also was second. It does he will be the first person you think about this season? Yeah, right. And he,
1: and he was second in each of the two previous seasons. Right. So that it's it's I feel like it's right. It's
0: time. And he's had a couple moments, which you know you hate to distill the season down to two three games, but him kicking Denver's ass on Saturday and the end of January was was a moment. That's right. Him putting up fifty two, even the Celtics were missing a couple guys. That was a moment. I think. uh, I think it's going to end up. I think Embiid's going to win. Um. I think I'm gonna end up voting for him, but it's just different when you know, with the with everybody missing so many games, it just feels, it just feels a little different.
1: Well, hopefully, this in game, I mean, in season tournament, of sixty five. We're still in. I didn't talk
0: about that. Do you like the in season tournament? I don't understand it yet. I don't understand it either. <laughs> He's like, somebody... no, it's part of the schedule, but it means more. And, and basically, it seems to come down to the players will get five hundred thousand dollars extra per per player why do i care <laughs> since when did i care who if guys made more money who well,
1: cares you don't you don't care about guys making more money you got you care about guys playing basketball games and if this isn't a sufficient incentive for the guys to play then we support
0: that go to a 72 game season and increase the incentive for everybody to play because it might screw up with their playoff seating make the playoffs worth more
1: right, look you you just need to submit your uh resume and application for assistant commissioner.
0: I give up. I've tried to help this league for too long. Nobody listens to me. I've had it. I've had it with this <laughs> league in season tournament. Freaking positionless all NBA. BA. I know you hated that.
1: I just don't understand why it, it, it's not why you, you can have a big, a small and three open slots. You have to have a, a, a somebody in the front court somebody in the back court. You and have to. It. it has
0: to look like a fucking basketball team. Yeah. I thought of something since Sunday that I thought they should do. If if it's this important for for salary and for bonuses, stuff like that, why not just have a list of the best 12 players for the season? I know we have the MVP ballot, but the m- concept of an MVP is a little different. Like I'm leaning toward having De'Aaron Fox or Sabonis in my fifth spot. Wow. I don't even, that, that makes sense. I wouldn't say they were one of the five best players in the league, but for most valuable for what they mean to their team, but maybe we just, maybe it's a list of just the 12 best players in the league. And, if, and it's like a basketball team. You only need 12 anyway. And you just rank it one through 12. And that's how we decide this. And then all NBA can be all NBA. Why 12 instead of 15? I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to come up with. I like 15. All right, 15, whatever. 15 at least mirrors the construct. And then, then it could be place. nine guards. Like we could just say these were the best 15 players this season. Oh, nine of them were guards. But I still feel like the all NBA team should look like a team. Got to have one big and one small. Have to. Have to. Um, As we head toward the 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 stretch here, a couple things. I just want, wanted to give you the floor on a couple of these oh, arguments. Oh, okay. It drives you crazy that I want to put Jimmy Butler's second team on BAY. Because I think that he bears some responsibility for how mediocre Miami is. You were much more passionate about this this morning, but I think it was just because you just had coffee.
1: I, I had cough and... and you had ice,
0: cough, you were well, like, if you're a motherfucking second team All-NBA, your team can't be 41 and 37. They're 43 and
1: 37 now. Yeah. But my issue is the lack of consistency night to night. At some point, your best player has to bear some responsibility for that. That's all. Okay. I don't have an issue with him as third team All-NBA. And and honestly, this time, three weeks ago, I had Mark in, uh, in. I think... Now he's
0: out of the NBA and he has to
1: serve in the army. And then, it's, it's a rough week for Laurie. He won. Uh, I mean, he made the All Star game and he'll be in the top three for most improved. So that's probably the right recognition for and since right. Utah fell off a cliff.
0: Be telling my grandkids about the two thousand twenty three most improved. <laughs> see who see who won that one. Um, I have Mitchell right now. I have Mitchell and SGA as my two first team guards. You okay with that? Great. Would you put Luca second team or third team if they don't make the play-in? Third, no play-in. He's third team. Third. I would put him in
1: third either way. The the tenth seed in the play-in.
0: He's on third team and third sixteen ounce glass of sweet tea for Luca. <laughs> third donut. I don't want to even make the jokes that I really. I mean, yeah, we heard some stuff. Oh, uh, stop. Um. If LeBron James plays 55 games, can I put him third-team on nba Because I'm going to. Man. You were trying to make the case for Davis to squeeze him in at forward.
1: Well, because I thought, I, I, no, I would have Davis in as a center. I would have Sabonis as a forward. See, I, I think that... Sabonis doesn't play forward. I think Davis is more important to the Lakers this year than LeBron. Yeah, I like I, that take. That I take think it's the fun. two
0: stretches that he's he's been on... I think I'm going to end up putting LeBron and Curry on there because they're going to hit my 55-game mark. I don't have any problem whatsoever with and, Curry. And, uh, and I'm going to bump Mark and then I'm bumping Ja. Jazz at That's 60 fine. games right now. He was a huge distraction for three weeks. I don't have any issue with that. Brunson is the toughest, single toughest cut for me. Well, one of a Nick has to make two, it. So right, it was, so I have Randall. You do have Randall. Because of the forward spot. Man. He's one of the six best forwards. The only other one that I think, unless it's disrespectful it's, to leave Brunson off. Brunson know, is the
1: catalyst. He's the reason.
0: There's He's too the many engine. guards.
1: Knicks fans don't look at that situation and say, "Oh, thank God Julius Randall turned it I around get it. and made us this team." What they say is, "Thank God we got Brunson," and and they he say, thank, "Thank God our
0: team." And Mark Cuban, who um, is just full of shit. Did you read that piece? <laughs> no. He's like, oh, in January, February, and the family didn't want he oh. conveniently leaves out the part that they could have signed him in the whole offseason. Leading previous. up to the start of the That's season. Right. Of course. For what was it, four years, fifty five million?
1: He would have taken it.
0: And they didn't offer him the money.
1: Every report says he would have taken it. And
0: Brunson, I know shit about this Brunson thing. Brunson was like, he wanted to stay. They didn't, they made it seem like they didn't care if he stayed. So at some point he's like, Well, fuck this. Yep. I'm, I my my godfather runs the Knicks I'm going to go play there for way more money fuck these guys kind of worked out Cuban Cuban was on one in that press conference <laughs> I mean, well, that was crazy Like it, you, somebody has to challenge that well,
1: he, he's got to do something he's got to come out and do some kind of performance because he's got a generational talent that's going to miss the playoffs potentially this year
0: we were with somebody the other night who I won't name but might be the guy from Dude Perfect, who's from Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> we love this guy. We talked to this guy at a party, he's a huge Hoops fan, and he was asking us, should we trade Luca?" And it was the first time I'd heard anyone ask that. And it made me think where it's, it's that rare basketball situation where it's like, of course you shouldn't trade him. He's one of the top three trade assets in the league. But it's like, if this is all heading toward him leaving, well, not maybe you have to think about it and, and just I, try to see how much you can get for him. I think it was Garrett. I think that's his name. Yeah, we liked him. He's cool. I'm going to have him and, on the podcast. And by
1: the way, he said I would trade him. He said, "What's your opinion?" Well, I and I would trade him. A Dallas guy. <laughs> well, saying, he was like, "I, like, I would, I would take
0: him. a I would take a
1: Godfather offer for him if somebody wanted to make it." That's that's what's out there right now. Only Godfather offers.
0: Nah, for God I hope like we didn't that. portray Garrett, but I'm sure he loves it. He was a real hoop fan. I know. We yeah, had I a great him. conversation. Well, it's funny that him and Zion who were two of the top trade assets we had over the course of the last 18 months at various points. And the Zion thing, they they released this this statement today about his health that I didn't even understand it cuz they kept talking about how it's ramp he's ramping up. It's a lot of ramping up with with Zion. It's ramping up. He's ramping it up. Now there's two games left in the season and they basically said he's continuing his rehab. We'll have further updates as they come. I it's hate like the it. playoffs are starting. I'm so upset. Next week so I, first of all, I lost so much money on the
1: New Orleans over.
0: I know, and Toronto, New Orleans and Toronto. Well,
1: Toronto, I I can I can live with. New Orleans was right; they were the
0: yeah, they were right there.
1: Second team, what, what yeah. was it, it, at, at in January, twenty three and sixteen, twenty three yeah. and twelve, some incredible record. Zion gets hurt, and that's it. Season's over. Zion should refund you. <laughs> it's okay. I'll figure out a way to hedge.
0: We, you, me, and Rosillo. We did our over unders. We did our locks before the season. I went six and one. You went four and two. Rusilla went three and two. Combined, we're 13 and five. It's pretty good. We gave out Nuggets first seed. We gave out our lock of the year on FanDuel where it was Nuggets, Bucks, and Kings all to have their overs combined. It was like five to one. I was really proud of our performance. Thank you. I thought we did a good job. We We put the time in. Yeah, unlike some of the guys in the league, we put the time in. We showed up. <laughs> there was no load management. We we didn't load manage the podcast. We, did we taped not. the whole podcast with only a couple breaks. It was long. I mean, my 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 butt fell asleep. Yeah, but I, I think Zion. It's either Zion or Luka Slash Davis as the two single biggest disappointments this season for me. Wow. Like that's the fact great. that we went backwards in a worse way with Zion where it's not even like a real See, that's I'm not I'm not I'm
1: I'm more heartbroken than disappointed about the Zion thing. All right, I'm both. Okay. Can I be both? Yeah. Disappointing to me is a different thing. Toronto disappoints me. My yeah, Toronto just seems me. like
0: a messed up situation. The coach yeah, is gonna lose. Well, leave.
1: They, they those are two teams that came in that didn't make big dramatic changes in the off season. They had they were like, We like our teams. We yeah. they, we you know, Miami was in the Eastern Conference Finals two of the last three years. Toronto won forty six games. We like our they came in and then they just you know the, the the single most disappointing team in the whole NBA to me though is the Clippers. That 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 situation. The Clippers. Well, because they just they, that they never have They the load guys, managed okay. their way to a five hundred record. Congratulations. Yeah. Well I still done. kinda like them.
0: Um no, Dallas is wasting a prime Lucas season where he's thirty three a game. Come on. Um. All right, we're going to go. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And we're going to talk about our day at the Masters with Nathan Hubbard and the chef himself, David Chang. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because. I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra. Not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game. Right now, than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at michlobaltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a late beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game. Right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at mclobalcher.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. All right, we're taping this part of the podcast. It is 8.15 Eastern time. Went to the Masters today, round one. We have a lot of topics to discuss here with Joe House, Nathan Hubbard, David Chang. Uh, The big question every time we go to the Masters, the question you get from people like my dad, people in our life, first one they ask is, how did Tiger look? That makes me think like as long as he's still like a relevant um, in the mixed golfer, that's always going to be the first question with the Masters, right, House? And he's going to be 50 in a couple years. He still had the biggest galleries by far. The crowd was still the most excited by far, if anything good happened with him. And this is just the way it's going to be. We're going to talk about what he looked like physically in a second, but uh, he still kind of owns the Masters. It's crazy i wouldn't say
1: it's crazy i mean it it, it kind of makes sense it's it's really you know now coming up on uh 25 years right 26 years is his uh debut victory 1997 is 2023 now and all of the twists and turns in his own life and the dramatic win in 2019 it's everybody invested in his uh success at that place. It's a mutual
0: admiration society. There is that also the thing where sometimes people are parked at a hole so you get the one shot at them. And you really want him to do something good when he's on your hole. When He's passing by. Um, Nathan, you were concerned about how he was walking, which has been a recurring theme with him as well. It looked terrible.
2: He's grimacing every single step as a limb. And I'm actually stunned that he shot two over today given the stats that said he was at best middle of the pack on every category, I want him to do well. I mean, you looked at us as he walked up 10 and said, when do we start the applause? Like, it is a little bit like Jesus is coming through. Yeah. (laughs) And, And he glows. He looks different. His back is still, his upper body is so strong. It's like he's countered the weakness below his waist with unbelievable strength. We saw almost every golfer out there today, none of them. Have a back like Tiger Woods. Very good
0: posture. It's incredible. As well. There was one moment when he kinda had to walk backwards when he was marking his thing and he was putting the weight backwards on the bad leg, taking two steps back. It just it just looks rough. It just looks like he's in pain. Yeah, we have to start listening to him. The same thing we noticed last year. Like he he looked like he was in pain last year. You feel like, oh, a year later it'll be better and it just doesn't seem better. We
2: have to start listening to him when he tells us he does not know how many more of these he's got in him. He's telling us the truth at this point. He does not want to be freaking Larry Mize or Sandy Lyle flapping his way around the course like those guys did today he's not his pride is too much to let him do that he would rather not be out there than do this and I, I think the frustration is really starting to grow because he's clearly doing everything with his body that he possibly can to be ready for a day like this he just
0: doesn't have it in him right now chang you hadn't seen him in person post car accident what did it look like for you
3: uh i felt a little bit better Today because I'm walking better than him, number one. <laughs> number two. <laughs> yeah, because you two herniated this and you still were walking better. I have to say the saddest moment this week was him missing that putt on 10 for Birdie, right? Yeah. Every time he didn't do something great, I feel like the audience, the crowd was just super bummed. Yeah. And that's how much he holds over people. And I don't know who replaces that. Probably will never happen.
0: Yeah, I was I had a bunch of stuff written down, including who's the next guy. Because we saw we parked at 10 for a while. We walked around. We saw just about everybody. We had one moment where we were going back to walk up to the front nine and didn't realize that Rory was passing through on par five on the fifth hole. And Rory's a guy who, you know, he's, though he hasn't won a major since 2014, he's always mentioned as one of golf's biggest stars. And he just doesn't have the same captivating in person kind of vibe with the gallery. Like people like him, he's great. But it's not the same. And that to me, like, I just don't know who the next guy is, who's the next gallery captivator. Who is it, House? Um, at the
1: Masters, probably Jordan Speed. If he, you know, he showed us, he, he kind of struggled around a little bit for a little because it looked like he was getting hot. Because of the
0: baggage from, Falling okay. apart because he, he
1: won and and has that baggage. Yeah, yeah. he's still super young and, and charismatic. Um, that would be my yeah. nominee. I he wouldn't call him charismatic. charismatic. He's pretty charismatic. Yeah, I would. Jordan Spieth. Yes. No fucking way. What are you talking <laughs> no about? No charismatic to in,
0: by what definition?
1: He, he he owned the golf world as a twenty year old, a twenty one year old, a twenty two year old, twenty three year old. By far, but he even was the the, most he, wasn't cool. star. he wasn't cool. He wasn't cool. He, it's, he's a it culprit. was because he was young Nobody's cool but
0: he won't, he owned it because he was young it wasn't because he was cool but now it's because pepco is cool he, yeah now it's because he's Kepka fragile. Is a dick but he was cool he has he's he was interesting in person you wanted to watch he, him he was yeah he i think is. i thought he was N- now for
2: jordan it's because he's fragile it's because he's talking to himself like a raving lunatic yeah on every shot It's because at any moment in time, he can wow you or make you cringe, which is exactly what his round looked like today as he went back and forth and back and forth to finish three under. He is still the golden child in many people's minds, but I don't think he's the most interesting hang off the course that we've ever seen. And that is probably at the core why there isn't the guy. For a while, we thought it might be Bryson DeChambeau only because he was just so interesting to watch. He was the story 18 months ago in golf. And today he was nothing. He petered his way around there. Finished I forgot he was over. there. I
0: don't even, we didn't even go out of our way to look no. for him. It,
2: it's, it's nothing. So it it doesn't exist. And and before that, it was Phil Mickelson who showed up this week looking like Skeletor. Yeah. And, and still somehow, you know, he, he de- declined a bunch of interviews this week. He's intentionally kept a low profile. I'm stunned. He shot one under
0: today. Um, we, we talked on Tuesday about how they're, it's kind of a big three. And one of you pointed out, can Rory be in the big three if he hasn't won a major in nine years? Should it just be Rom and Sheffler? Rom felt like he had the most juice of all the in their prime guys with the gallery, but just because he's good. But I, w- I, wouldn't call him like necessarily captivating either. But it did, you know. He, he double bogeyed the uh, first hole today. Never, never how hey, you want to start. And then shot nine under. Put a massive score up, and you could feel the momentum shifting when we were parked on ten, and he passed through. Um, that was fun, but I don't know. Does golf even need a star? Like I, I look at like where basketball is now. LeBron is at the tail end of his career. Curry's thirty-five, and when you talk about like who the next guys are, I don't, I don't feel like Giannis and Bead, Jokic, all these guys as great as they are. I don't feel like they've kept. They're almost like basketball's version of Rahm and Scheffler, you know, these really best at what they do, but nobody, you know, they're not, not going to transcend anything from, from an audience standpoint. So maybe, I don't know, maybe golf just isn't going to have it. What were you going to say, Chang? I think about the conversation you and Wesley Morris had about Tom Cruise
3: maybe two, three months ago yeah. in Hollywood, maybe it's the same thing, right? You can't replace that because there's just too many options. There's too many good young players. You were talking about that, Nathan, right? About the next generation, they're just better than ever, but maybe they're just more of it than ever
0: before. It's and, kind of what basketball is like.
1: Well, this is the moment that golf um, is is really thrilled with, in the sense that they created these elevated events. It came out of they created really out of whole cloth in response to the live threat. the The ratings have been terrific, and the competition has been terrific. And the reason that we were talking about a big three for right now is because. Rory played really, really good at the end of last season and then arrived this season playing pretty well as also Rom has won a couple times on tour in the calendar year. Scheffler's won a couple times so far. And the moment, to your point, Bill, that we're in right now is those three guys sort of taking turns, and then what other kind of up and comers can, can kind of crack that. But what we the the real thing that golf is after is having all the best guys play at the same time. That's why this Masters was so goddamn anticipated coming into it. We finally have all the best guys playing at the same time for the first time since the Open Championship last year. And Brooks and Kepka is tied for the lead. That is some shit right there. That is exciting.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the most interesting guy who passed through our Vortex today is Patrick Reed. Yes. The crowd did not like him. <laughs> well, it was just quiet. It was respectful. For golf, that was like we don't like you. He made a birdie, and it and it was like tepid applause. We were screaming because I have Patrick Reed seventy two to one.
1: <laughs> well, we're all <laughs> sitting
0: here with four aces hats on. So. Yeah, we we were four <laughs>
3: aces. Um, nobody was cheering for him. We were the only people cheering for him today.
0: Yeah. The only ones. Yeah, I it, it, just che- he made he made the only what twenty footer that we saw in two hours. It, it was a great putt. And
2: I think I think one of the things that got debunked today was this myth that the live guys have not been playing. And aren't going to be able to come out and play golf. Nine of them are even par or better. They all sort of held their own. I think what we know now is that there's some good guys playing live. And so when Patrick Reed finishes third in a tournament and Brooks Kepka wins, it might not mean they're the best golfers in the world right now, but it does mean they're playing decent golf. So it's not a surprise when they come over and play well against the PGA Tour guy.
1: Well, they put us on notice at least on a Thursday, right? This tournament is set up. I mean, we still, all of the chaos of the tournament is in front of us. Yes. The four rounds, four rounds of competition. Now, these are young guys, and they're used to playing on big stages, but, you know, the thing that's been missing from the live events is is, is anything that feels like competitive tension. So let's have some competitive tension, and let's see as, as the chaos
0: unfolds this weekend. Where were the other three aces? When Patrick Reed was <laughs> is it like wrestling where four aces. it's like when Shane McMahon had the mean street posse? Is well, he have the D- other DJ three? DJ is
1: an ace, isn't DJ? Is one he of one of the aces? four aces? DJ's an ace. Yeah, DJ's an ace. DJ finished one under. He birdied eighteen to finish one under. So that was the Do You guys want to be the four Aces, aces of performing? Podcasting? Yeah, that would be Yes. Let's get happy like, like those guys. We watched
0: a practice round. We watched a hole with Patrick Reed and DJ yesterday that you guys talked about on Fairway Rolling and Patrick Reed was just like fucking icing these short game mm-hmm. these chips and it was like oh man Patrick Reed so that was that led to the 72 to 1 he looks really comfortable on the course what's funny about him is i think he's accepted that he's just never going to be liked and what was it chang identified with the the Patrick Reed mentality of i feed off your hatred i'm a big
3: fan of patrick reed i may be the only real fan of patrick reed in america <laughs> now because i love that he's just like fuck it i'm a dick and Let's just, let's just roll with it I and never yeah. hit me.
2: I think if he'd accepted it, he wouldn't be suing journalists for hundreds of millions of, if, I want to sue journalists too.
3: I, I sort to of envy everything he's done.
2: <laughs>
3: uh,
0: one other thing we noticed today, the, the the pins were in nice spots and it was a good weather day and the weather's going to turn and we were wondering if they're trying to goose the scoring a little bit today. Because we have John Rahm shooting basically minus nine in the last 17 holes. That's not a typical master's event. Yeah.
1: They, they served up a golf course that it was was going to let guys get off on, on a good foot because of all the variables that are going to come into play starting kind of mid-afternoon. Yeah. Tomorrow, the the air could not have been more still. It was like it was hot and it was humid. And that, I mean, that's part of what why Tiger didn't look. He looked, I mean, he, he wiped his face 15 times on the 10th yeah. hole
0: yeah uh he was having a hard time um getting well, he's, al- up he's there, also but. old now he's older than jack Nicholson. jack nicholas was in the 86 masters yeah,
2: yeah you're right it was the, the the course played a full stroke harder in the afternoon which i don't totally understand or easier in the afternoon
1: easier in the afternoon. yeah harder
2: in the morning and so it may have just been as that fog came off that the guys were having trouble we sat on 10 and watched a bunch of guys come up way short in the morning on the approach in the afternoon it looked like they did better the most interesting course stat for me was that thirteen played pretty easy, and, and even that's even with Jordan shooting a seven coming down. It doesn't seem like it eliminated the birdies there. We didn't see a lot of eagles, but we didn't. We, we saw, saw this
1: one eagle though, and I, I was I was wondering all week long, like if if the total number of eagles we would see there would even get to five.
2: Yeah, let's see what happens if it's really
0: really wet, which we're going to get over the next couple of days yeah. for sure. Chang, what was your favorite thing about being back in Augusta?
3: Um. Besides all the calories that consumed.
0: Yeah. Besides that, I,
3: I have to say my favorite thing. And I was talking to House about this all day were the portly golfers. Cause everyone's super in shape. And I always ask House, like, this guy work out, that guy work out. And then you knew the, per- the people that weren't working out. And I, I, I'm i a big fan of John Rahm. Even like Shane Lowry, oh, you got
0: genuinely excited.
3: I mean, he <laughs> you just looked like a lush <laughs> that happened to be really great at golf. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, the big boys that don't work out. I, I, I'm a, I'm I'm behind one thousand percent.
0: The funniest moment of the day was when Chan got upset about uh, what was the guy's name? Which one? The, the guy? Oh, Higa. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk <laughs> about Asian, this Asian tour <laughs>
1: golfer? No, let's not talk about. It. <laughs> that? He's That's an amazing. He, 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 I mean, he's he's top one hundred ranked in the OWGR, uh, qualified by way of of success on on. The Asian tour, and I can't. I can't. Yeah. Okay. We'll <laughs> on. nice one into 10. We had a nice one into ten. He had a nice, he had a nice birdie effort out on ten.
0: We'll move on. Um, can we talk about the sandwiches and the food items? You know, what did you notice with the food, Chang? The I course? noticed that you said the most <laughs> obscene thing today.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Let's go get a PB&J today. I. I, I, I I almost had to like leave the turnip and I was so upset
0: I said I wanted to get a I asked if they had PB&J and you acted like I'm not the only person I had in a house. head injury
3: so yeah laughter, I mean too. like
0: well, I mean, you know are you, are you a 12 year old child yeah. it was uh, like, what, it's what? just the kind of bread they have and the one dollar
1: sandwiches
2: then he started coming at me for egg salad but egg salad is a grown man sandwich yeah,
1: PB&J I mean not everybody loves egg salad Georgia peanuts a, jelly
0: no. no there's no kids menu here <laughs> Well, <laughs> no. you said that you saw chicken sandwiches the most i was
3: walking around and i, I want to see what people are eating i i, I think pe- a lot of beers are being consumed for sure but i feel like chicken sandwich when it's all said and done will be like by far and away the clear-cut most consumed food in the four days here
0: and i don't know how many people were doing your hack i didn't see anybody we didn't that see other anything, people no. trying to claim the, the biggest um, the problem with this hack. is
3: that nobody can take a photo and put it, put it on social media. Yeah, right. true. Yeah, yeah.
0: The, there are a
2: lot of people saving cups. We haven't really had a first master's cup snake. Yet. Yeah, the there beer did snake. seem to be a cup saving kind of frenzy. This yeah, we year. need a cup snake.
3: A lot of uh, not just uh, yeah. kids, adults, no, adults. grown ass men and women. Yeah, saving cups left and right.
0: Let's uh, let's take a break. We're gonna do more food stuff, and then uh, we're gonna have a dopey draft. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you have a good team of skilled, talented people, good things are bound to happen. That's true in sports, it's true in business, it can be true with digital companies or websites, podcast networks. If you're running a small business, one of the best places to look for those people is LinkedIn Jobs. They have what you need to find and hire qualified professionals you can't find anywhere else. And unlike other job boards, LinkedIn Jobs has a vast network of professionals like more than a billion people and it makes the whole hiring process intuitive and easy to manage. They're constantly launching new features to help make the hiring process more manageable. They even created a tool to help write job descriptions recently. Over 2.5 million small businesses trust LinkedIn when it comes to hiring, and over 86% find a qualified candidate within the first day. Post your job for free at linkedin.com Simmons. That's linkedin.com Simmons to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Burger King, which has the greatest commercial song I think I've ever heard. The ultimate hunger hack has arrived, my friends. BK's Royal Crispy Wraps, choose from four bold flavors, classic, spicy, honey mustard, and the new, drum roll please, fiery buffalo. Oh yeah, I'm getting that one. They're only, only just $2.99 each because at BK, have it your way. You roll. Try Royal Crispy Wraps at Burger King, $2.99 each. Price and participation vary, U.S. only. So Chang, what sandwich would you add to all the options? Which right now, famously, pimento sandwich, chicken sandwich, gross egg salad. Come on, man. Chicken salad. Chicken salad. BBQ. Brioche. There's a BBQ, like, what is that, like BBQ pork? Yes, it's pulled pork, it's pulled pork, pulled pork.
3: And they smoked that here. I've, I've seen it. I've seen the process. And
0: are you good with that or would you add something? Not That's the only J, problem guessing. I
3: had with the barbecue is Nathan insisting that you make a combination of the barbecue sandwich for the egg salad.
2: I, I'm, I'm, I'm over rotating on the egg salad. I understand. I am. Wait a second.
0: You would put barbecue pork with the egg salad. I'm going to tomorrow. That's disgusting. I agree. Yeah, we all agree. What? what in what world do those two things go together?
2: Chang's gonna put Caviar on chicken Fried chicken skin You right. could you could,
0: I have and It's I, awesome I'm sure
2: it's totally awesome My point is like Keep an open mind To what a great creator Keep an open rectum
0: Oh no <laughs> That sounds like a Diarrhea special Oh well, no That's been part of this week
3: I don't think you can <laughs> oh, Add no. any sandwiches To what is being served In Augusta It's just like It's a perfect selection Everybody wins
0: Except for You want to do a PB little roast beef, roast beef and cheese That's
3: not a southern thing No
0: Right can'
1: exactly.
0: exactly. I, I still don't understand the PB and J thing. What's well, better than a really nice homemade P B and J?: yeah, at home. you eat it at I thought home. you had kids. I do.
1: One you of them is allergic see. to peanuts.. That's <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> just putting your own this. You just made your this. point. You just made your point. The, the two aspects are you you have that at home and you have it with kids.: That's all.: The one thing we have not consumed is the peach cookie. Ice cream sandwich tomorrow. Tomorrow. We're going to do that in the morning. We
0: are. That's going to be my breakfast. Here's my next Chang question Which player do you wish was Korean? If you could take any player who played today and turn them into a Korean, who would you pick?
3: I'm going to just say this, right? There are a lot of Korean golfers that were playing today. And again, I. Uh, actually covered some of the Olympics in NBC when they were in Korea, uh, in Pyeongchang. And I noticed that Koreans happen to be the best short track speed skaters in the world. And I've asked other sort of sports scientists and they say like, we're just for a lot of reasons. One of which is the thighs that Koreans have. I think a lot of the Korean golfers today, I said like they would have been a a world record short track speed skater. The person that I think could also be short track speed skater is John ron huge thighs huge korean like thighs big trunk big trunks yeah can't fit in his pants big fan of his pants (laughs) so you would take him would you take korean korean patrick reed ah shit he's got nobody channels the korean han just stop stop what you're doing right now google korean han and then imagine patrick reed he is the definition of Korean Han that happens to Wait, not be a criminal. You
0: got to explain what, what it is, because we have people driving right now. You're asking people to Google when they're going 40 miles an hour. Um, it is a a kind of self-loathing and hatred
3: that uh, <laughs> that, that 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 is like uh, you can never sort of fill this hole of rage and revenge. It is just never going to be quenched. And that is Patrick Reed.
1: Is it cultural or is it in the DNA? Or it is, is the DNA. Generation, Very generation. similar to how
3: if I throw a bone at a Labrador, it's going to have to bring it back. It's just genetically programmed. Okay. I feel that it's genetically programmed. What Korea. is the okay. source of that? Uh, 2,000 years of uh, <laughs> being enslaved, basically. Yeah.
0: That'll do it. Yeah. My, uh, my mom, who, as you know, is all Italian and can get a little the italian version of what chang just laid out um we always call it um we have a name for it in my family but it's it's similar i almost wonder like the italians and the koreans yeah. i think that's why we get along i do
3: I, and also if you want to have a better idea our good friend uh steve yon and david Cho have the episode of beef you can actually watch korean han mm. and then you can imagine patrick reed sort of playing one of these characters as well
0: I'm a big fan of Patrick. You I have to just hyphen his name past, and add. <laughs>
1: past him in the show,
0: Patrick. This has been a great podcast for Patrick. <laughs> know, really Patrick. <laughs> He's really winning. We believe in you, Patrick. He's
2: really winning. Seventy-two
0: to one, Patrick. Um, all right, we're going to do a draft of people who could realistically win the Masters, who none of us think will ever win the Masters again, either again or going forward. No way. P- but people that are always mentioned, who are always kind of in the mix, or anticipated as a possible whoever and And we're just like we're out and we're going to go in a circle and they
3: have never won it or they've won it just never winning it ever
0: going forward writing them off who do you have House, you start
1: bryson de chambeau okay make the case it's very easy um there has been long this skepticism about the the suitability of his game um to to what augusta national requires he is, uh, you know, by reputation and the and the persona he's created, this analytic thinker, this strategist. And he showed up a handful of years ago and said for him, this this golf course is par 68 or par. He thinks of it as a par because he's going to he knows he's going to birdie all four of the par fives. And so the real par at, at Augusta National, it, he, he's missed out on the entirety of. What the golf course truly requires, which is a creative mind and artistry. It's why people say Jordan Spieth, it suits him so well because of his imagination around the greens, his ability to save par from any, anywhere. So Bryson DeChambeau is my number one. I don't think he will ever, he's going to miss the cut this week and he's also not going to win the masters ever.
0: We bet on him to miss the cut. We did. Yes, we did. Who do you have, Nathan? Rory McIlroy.
1: <laughs> I know. You looked right at me when he said it. Why'd you have to look at me?
2: This is the best that Rory McIlroy has ever played coming into the Masters. His Achilles heel has always been that he starts so damn slow. And... Coming into this tournament, he has had a lot of weight on his shoulders because he's basically the de facto PGA Tour commissioner. I get it. I get it. I get it. But if you're part of the big three, you cannot come into the Masters on the day that they have set up the course for scoring because the next three days are going to be shitty on the weather side of things, and be 62nd out of 87 guys on approach if you are one of the best players in the world. Start slow and just dig out of a hole and finish the day seven shots behind John Rahm, who is supposedly your rival. I think it's too much. I think it's this wonderful weakness and Achilles heel and one of the best players to play the game, and Rory McIlroy is never going to win the 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 Masters. Chang? Uh,
3: I don't follow modern day golf like you guys so i'm just sort of going to pick a name that we saw i saw this week and i just my vibe to me was like he's not going to win and i think some of you guys might know him personally so no offense max homa i don't think he's going to win wow yeah
1: interesting i
2: i mean max max did his best today he walked the entire 14th hole with an airpod in his ear and gave an interview and He's doing his best to be that guy who's forward facing, but you saw some things behind the scenes watching the practice rounds that you didn't love. Body
1: too. language, you know, Bill's a big body language person, and
0: I didn't like the body language yeah. either.
1: The only thing that I would say with Homa is the one um, omission from his resume thus far. The one big hole in his resume is a is a very successful um, uh, major performance and his uh, ascension to where he's like in the conversation as one of the top five golfers in the world has occurred in the last like eight months or so, I guess we would say. Yes. Like where he really has has put himself up there. So I think it's reasonable to say he's put so much pressure on himself to come perform. This is the first opportunity for him to show out at a major. I'm a, this is the new homie Homa. Here I am world, come check it out. And maybe he's put too much pressure on himself.
2: Well, he he talked a lot about distance control today. He managed to, sque- on that 14th hole, he said, if I can just get into red numbers, I'm going to sleep well tonight, and it's probably the only way I will. He got himself to one under, so he's still hanging around this tournament.
0: I'm taking Jordan Spieth. What? Wow. Too much baggage. Saw it today. Walked right by us after he hit a shot, and he was walking ahead of everybody else. And he just looked like he had the weight, weight of the world on his shoulders. And it was one of those, like, the camera's not following him. He's not on TV moments. He looks sad. That's also he how looked, you walk he, around. There the was, Masters. like, a sadness to him. <laughs> no, I noticed it last year, too. I think he flew very close to the sun here in Augusta, right? And all the stuff that happened to him and the company that he was keeping historically, the way he was being talked about, and then to to... Blow that Masters the way he did, and I don't. I just don't know if he's been the same since. I know he's had success in the non-Masters stuff.
1: He's also had success in the Masters. I mean, he's still I get cool it. I top just, fives.
0: I get it, but winning. I get it. I he's just twenty
1: seven now. He's
0: twenty nine. He turns thirty in July. Okay. I just feel a, a weight with him that if it gets really close where he's in it, I don't know. It's just a body language doctor thing. I got one more, more controversial one. That's oh, going to get you, me in a lot of trouble. You're jumping the draft.
3: Oh, we got. A, is this draft? Oh, I, I thought did, that was we, one. We, we had oh, more
0: than keep, one round. This good. Yeah, gonna we did going. two rounds. Oh, nobody took Tiger yet. Two okay. rounds. Okay. Tiger's oh, the easiest one. Go ahead. Tiger. I mean,
1: Tiger is the easiest one, but I'm not going to take Tiger. Well, I'll, you
0: could. I'll just
1: take Phil. <laughs> 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 All right, Fine, take Phil. <laughs> I'll do a nice take. Cop Ozempic out. Phil. Yeah, Th- that was he looks great, huh?
0: That's a pretty easy one. It's a
1: cop out. It's yeah. fine. He I, didn't know we out. I was expecting you to I do. Th-
0: thought you, I thought you hosted a golf podcast so we would be able to ad lib with topics. Why don't
2: you make? I'll draft him. You make the case, Patrick Cantlay. Oh
1: well, I mean that's another guy who's got the the glaring omission in terms of uh, success in the majors and. Well, he's on the best guy to never right. win a major list. That's right. We were having that conversation as well. A.K. the
0: calm Montgomery Lee Westwood list.
1: <laughs> now, these guys are still young enough. The three um, that are, have that are really achieved stuff on tour that hasn't yet translated into uh, an actual major win is Tony Finau, Xander Schauffele, and Patrick Cantlay. Um, I,
2: think, I, think, I think we have to put Max up there with six wins now.
1: He he, but he just got those wins. Like okay. I, he's not like been sitting, you know. Okay. I, I'm not ready to put Max into that uh, category. Fino certainly
2: yet. had more top tens in majors, top fives in majors. Yeah, yes.
1: yeah. He was he he was stringing together t- terrific performances in majors for a long time. We don't have terrific performances in majors from Patrick Cantlay. No. The best, the closest he's come was standing on the 17th tee in 2019. Uh, the year that the Tiger won. I think that's right, right? Wasn't it 2019 or was it a couple of years before that? When he was either tied for the lead or within a struggle yes. for the lead. Um, and he blasted one into the trees on the right and finished ninth, I think.
2: So Cantlay, that's the case for Cantlay. And he came out again today and was meh. It's his. It's never one part of his game. It's just always one part of his game.
0: Shane, go ahead. Now, now you can draft. Again, I, I want this to
3: not be true. And this is also an example of sort oh, of no. Korean Han. Oh, and no! And I'm going to take the field here. And mm-hmm. I don't want this to... I want to be wrong here.
2: Why are you doing this? I
3: have to because I take the field of all Korean players. <laughs> 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 I just don't believe that we as a group will ever win a major. We'll win a lot of tournaments. We'll come in third, second place. We're just never going to win a major. Wait. It's very <laughs> different than LPGA. We fucking win majors all the fucking time. Korean pga players or asian tour players that play in major tournaments we're never going to pull it off and i just believe that to be true
0: you sound like red sox fans this was a
3: draft
2: about the masters not even all majors <laughs> all
1: majors, all majors, say, majors what a voodoo we've never had a heads. korean
0: player win the ma- win a major never it's no why
1: yang is korean yeah and but, he beat tiger in the pga championship yes. oh so there's one. Oh, he won but did he he won. Oh, we're saying moving forward now. Yeah. That's you're point. saying it. I'm not saying <laughs> it. I'm moving I forward. love we're Koreans. Moving forward. I <laughs> gambled on Sung Jae for Christ's sake, to win this golf tournament this yeah, week. Yeah, that was a bad bet. <laughs> 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 I want to be
3: wrong. I'm an optimist. A, I want to be what wrong. What a hero
2: that makes Y.E. Yang going forward.
3: We love Tom
1: Kim. I want to kiss But that as a real tiger parent,
3: what happened to him?
1: Who, Tom Kim? No. Y.E. Yang.
3: Where is he now? where's Tiger Woods where's he now right he's got that
1: he's got the trophy forever
3: he's got that PGA. a real Korean parent would say like you gotta do better buddy
1: (laughs) right
0: (laughs) where's your where's your
3: second you've only won one Masters only
1: one PGA where's the third where's the fourth
0: so I can't take Tiger Woods you can of course you
1: can this is enough for this by the way (laughs) for this draft two rounds is enough Eight guys. I just took all Koreans he moving did, forward. Took all yeah.
0: Koreans <laughs> out. He, he took unborn children. <laughs> <laughs> is to, can Tony Fee now be the last pick? Oh, ah, wow. Yeah, we love Tony. Uh, no, but do we think he can actually win the Masters?
1: I definitely do. I, I
0: personally do. Or is he like an always oh, the bridesmaid, never the bride kind of guy?
1: He has been that way, but I still think he can win. Yeah,
0: I, I, I do too. I also think Xander could win. Me too. I was thinking about drafting Xander, but I actually think he can. No. Xander, All right, I'll take Tiger Woods. Speaking
1: of a guy who was standing on a tee, his 16th tee two years ago when Hideki Matsuyama, and he could have caught, he was, he was tracking. He had Hideki right in his sights. Yeah. Hit a ball in the water L- on the 16th hole.
2: Yeah. Xander looked terrific today. He the only great. thing that we noticed from Xander is he is taking some oomph off of his drives in service of hitting it straight. It's been the problem, and no doubt, he was third on approach, only to Rahm and Scheffler today but he was 63rd off the tee, and that's the only thing that's going to keep him from winning.
0: Let's uh, let's do some FanDuel bets. Stuff that we like. It is now 8.45 Eastern time, so there's plenty of time to look at some of the odds. Tournament winning score, minus 15 or better is the favorite. Minus 14 or worse would be the other side of it. Right. Um, So basically they're saying 15 and up would be the score. I think we know we have some bad weather coming in. We know... We saw what they did with the pins today, which I don't think they'll continue to do. I would go under with that. I'm a, I'm a
1: lock for under. I couldn't agree more. The single biggest thing, in addition to the rain, is the dramatic change in temperature. It was hot as balls out there today, and it is going to be a high of... Is it even going to get to 50? no fifty
2: two degrees high on Saturday on with a one hundred percent chance of rain? Low of forty seven, like, like,
1: like a nearly forty degree change in temperature between Thursday and Saturday. That is not conducive to low scoring on a golf course.
0: What do you think, Nathan? I, I think definitely the under. Yeah, we have guys at seven right now. Multiple,
2: yeah, and and, and the only thing that I am looking at at seven again, we pick John Rom, so we're we're a little biased on this. He's down to plus three fifty, John Rom was second off the tee. He was fifth on approach. He was first around the green, first tee to green. He was 56th in putting. Scheffler, second on approach, 12th off the tee, sixth around the green, 85th out of 87 guys, and he was tied for 85th. So second to last in putting. He's those plus four ninety. Those are the two favorites. best players in the world. I think it's gonna if those guys can figure out the flat stick, it's they're gonna pull themselves away this week. It's gonna come down to a battle between those two. And that's the only way it could get up above
0: fifteen. So Victor Hovland, who was awesome today, is 11-1, well behind those guys. Chang, is it because he was wearing a, a Dave Cho brand shirt? It was the best description of his clothing I could ever think of. A Dave Cho like shirt. It was Dave it, Cho designers. It was hideous. If Dave Cho designed golf shirts, <laughs> would that would be what it looked like? It was so
1: bad. Would Dave Cho like that you would you would take just look at a shirt and say it was hideous and that's why I associate it with Dave Cho? Yes. Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay good. Guess he would probably love the Hobwood shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I i of looking at the odds for the anyone twenty to one and under. Spieth is twenty to one by the way. Uh Hovland eleven to one seems high. Kepka is plus seven fifty. I just thought, did you see anything today that makes you think Brooks Kepka can win his
2: Yes. Sure. Yes. I mean, yes. we talked about it. We talked about it last night. That's why you got to come and and go walk the practice rounds and watch the golfers. You learn okay. things that you can't coming in. Brooks Koepka looked strong yeah. yesterday. So he's recovered from his episode two of was the Netflix show. Great.
0: It wasn't. <laughs> yes,
2: No. Clearly not by his post-round
0: interview. Did you slide into his DMs like his <laughs> wife <laughs> did? Is this thing on? <laughs> That's how they.
1: I mean, they're they're husband and wife now. It worked. Good for her. She did it. You know what? We know about Brooks Kepka and we keep talking about it and why we think there could be some fire where the smoke is with this yeah. uh, idea that that uh, he could have an interest in returning tour. He likes being on television. And if you're uh, tied for the lead at the Masters, you yeah. get to be on television. Oh. You get to give big interviews to ESPN, right Nate Dog?
2: Chang had a very interesting theory about what happens if Brooks Kepka wins.
1: I think it breaks the live tour. Wow. Breaks it.
0: What happens to the four aces? (laughs) (laughs) They'll never die. (laughs) Do the four aces have a poster?
1: Oh, that's a great idea. Does anybody have posters anymore? They
0: should have a commercial like the four aces. They should have have an animated series like
2: a bash brothers. Yeah. Poster. It
0: should be like an old school Costico's brother poster. The four aces. I'm sure they could. They'll do that for you. How did they come up with the name four aces? (laughs)
2: how did they come up with the name range goats it's inconceivable high flyers
1: with wise torque torque pronounced torque
2: by the way this is the most media exposure that those team names have ever had (laughs) can you name all the four aces chang
3: um no i don't even know other than patrick my man i can't name our guy dj i'm not a fan of him
0: taylor gooch I thought and Pat trade. Perez. Yeah, it's Pat AKA Perez. AKA the 4 yeah. It's really like wrestling where you I, have the two famous people and then the two jobbers. Yeah.
1: I think they traded Taylor Gooch. Didn't they trade I think him they did. You, did. you can ride? trade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, there's a whole thing. There's a whole... You
0: can trade in LivTour? They they trade. These names
1: have to be better. Yeah.
0: Anyway. It's it's basically <laughs> Wait, DJ Patrick Reed
2: and the Bushwhackers. Yeah.
0: The Live tour sounds amazing. I didn't realize they had <laughs> trades <laughs> and weird groups that are like the four horsemen of the late 80s. <laughs> Maybe I should give it another uh, another look. It's gonna the fall. four aces. Well, these are the names. Uh, yeah, read us the names, champ. <laughs> I don't see. I didn't know any of this before today because I've just ignored the whip tour for obvious reasons. Uh, the stinger, the stingers, the singers,
3: smash, <laughs> torque, the, torque. <laughs> torque. Punch. Wait, well, hold
0: on. Go back to torque. So I don't it's know. Spelled like it. torque, but they pronounce it torque because
1: it's the Spanish players. Yeah. Okay. The niblicks. That's lame. Didn't they change their name?
2: I don't know. Let's just say that in the in the business model, the Excel spreadsheet of this league, each of these teams was supposed to be worth billions of dollars, and it's stunning that the Niblicks hasn't delivered.
3: (laughs) Ironheads, Fireballs, Crushers.
0: This is lame. It all sounds like uh, names of birth control. Majestics GC (laughs) or Range Goats.
3: Range Goats. We mentioned Range Goats. Ripper. I want names like Cougars, just like. High school football names. That's what they should go with.
0: Like the Lions?
1: The Lions. The Commanders. I would love to know how they market tested the the, the names. As this Are character. there hats for some of the stuff? <laughs> I'm not they, sure. They, they have uniforms this yet, year. They, they're wearing them on the court. They shipped all all of the uniforms, showed up in giant boxes in Mexico. They hadn't arrived in time for the, for the teams. The premier event of the season was in Mexico. They shipped all the uniforms. They all put them on. I'm going to ask Bill if I can start a live tour podcast
0: <laughs> could you could you do like a could you do this with chefs like could it be you be. and bianco yeah. and then two when jobbers chefs? Watch a
3: single match <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna talk shit
0: i hope that the live tour is going to be a documentary someday
1: well it, it's captured by the netflix documentary not in its own set, no but i but I, I want it, the behind the, the scenes
0: of like those guys Trying to figure out a team name and, and somebody coming up with four aces and them all agreeing on it. What's going to last longer? That's amazing. The XFL or the Live Tour? Well, X, it le, X, the new XFL or the old one? The new. I think the new one's going to stick around because of gambling. I think people just want stuff to gamble on. So how much longer do you think the Live Tour's got? As, as, as much long, patience as the Saudis have for losing money. as long as wants it to stick around. And again, we, we've checkbook. heard this
2: week, we've heard legit rumors that, that Greg Norman is in peril and going to be fired and that there's a push to try to bring some harmony between these two tours. We'll see how the next couple of days go.
0: Well, we talked to some high-ranking executives at a gambling company who told us that nobody bets on the Lyft Tour.
1: Well, you can't because it is it's just very bizarre all the places that they make because they
0: have individual stuff but there's team stuff and there's
1: well if they were genuinely interested in in grabbing some of the golf gambling community they would have figured out a way to replicate the stroke the some metrics a way of, of actually analyzing how guys are playing because that's yeah. what we want if we're gonna you know actually invest money yeah. into the thing we have to have some indication of of how guys are playing at various the they don't. We can't. You get no information at all. About no, I'm
2: sitting here looking at the shots gained metrics across a bunch of different categories of all the guys who played today, and it is screaming that Rahm and Scheffler are going to jump up to the top of the leaderboard with a few things coming along. But if you
0: don't have any of that, you just can't bet in the same way. Why don't? Why don't the team names have names like money grabbers? <laughs> <laughs>
1: they, they, they. they like no good. integrity whatsoever. <laughs> Moral <Yeah>. bankruptcy. <laughs>
0: Wait, I have another live question. If you had to root for one of the live teams, I just mailed you all the teams. Look at your phone. I just texted you all the... Which team would you pick? Because there's the Smash team has two Kepkas. Our guy Patrick Reeds on Four Aces, as we mentioned. Um, I mean, even the team captains are kind of depressing. Kevin Na is a team captain. Imagine having Kevin Na as oh, your God. captain. He I got an inspiring speech today from Kevin Na. Yeah, he shot Bryson 40. Shamba's a captain. He doubled. He he WD'd. Wait, question. How come
3: Sergi Garcia's not on the Spanish team? What happened?
0: Well, he's on Fireball. He's on oh,
3: the Spanish they speaking let him on Torque? The team. There a are Torque? two teams. There are two ah.
0: teams. It,
2: it's not a debate. It's Ripper because it's all the Australians, and they'll be the drunkest. Tanger, you said there's fun.
3: not an Asian
0: team?
1: No, not yet. Well, they're trying. Not yet. <laughs> they did try. Danny Lee. That, what's that team?
0: Han. The team Han that's Han having an there,
1: too. Is Kevin Nas not the is Kevin Na the leader of the team that Danny Lee is on? Uh
2: yes, he is.
0: If, oh, if Kevin Na
1: is Korean, we're trading him. He is Korean. It appears oh,
3: they feel out. the same. Yeah. He's out. He's lost his Korean card. It's yeah.
0: really depressing to look at the team. That's awful. Four aces is the most fun one with DJ and Patrick Reed.
3: I think I got a root for uh the Fireballs because uh Jose Andres and Sergio Garcia are.
0: Our boys, so you got a root for that. Actually, my favorite is they're paying us in cash. That's a team name. <laughs> uh, any more bets? House that you're looking at? Any top five, top twenty? We have a whole bunch of finishing position bets. Hovland's plus one forty-five to be top five.
1: I, I don't. I, I want to wait till tomorrow. I, I don't want to jump into any of these markets right now. I'm, I'm confident with what we put out there the specials that we put out. Jason Day played great today. Yes. Yep. That was one of our one of our guys. John Rahm, obviously, we were all over him all week long. I ended yesterday's podcast saying that I was betting on Brooks Kepka. I did bet on Brooks Kepka. I'm happy I bet on Brooks Kepka. I'm just going to let it ride into the weekend. Let's let this cut occur whenever it's going to happen. Hopefully they get the round in and completed tomorrow, but they haven't completed a second round on a Friday in uh 4 months, but you know, after the cut, then I'll, I'll reassess and see what kind of uh, situation looks yeah,
2: like. Yeah, the, the most surprising thing about this leaderboard is the lack of surprises. The, the biggest surprise today was Sam Bennett, the amateur, shooting the first bogey-free round in over 30 years by an amateur. Everything else is just about as we expected, save for Rory being super fucking mad.
1: Yeah.
3: Total uh, random, random thing. Who's the greatest Spanish golfer of all time? Is it Seve? Is it Olafable?
2: It's Sevi.
1: I think it's Sevy. Garcia's up there. He only think, has one major. I think it's so Olofoabo. Olofoabo has two masters. Uh, British Open. He's got a British Open too, right? I Olfobo think he has does.
0: a I think he has a, like a like That's... more stuff going on.
3: But Rom is Rom like a Spanish Spanish person? Yes. So he could be he could, could be Rom.
0: Yeah. All right. Long shots in the like let's look in the 20s basically. Shafley's 24 to 1. He now twenty four to one. Morikawa is twenty nine to one. Portly Shane Lowry is forty six to one. Cam Smith fifty to one. Ooh. It does feel like somebody from that group. Your guy Rory is twenty one to one. It, it,
2: this does feel like a like the the Hideki Masters, which right. is that we're gonna have there's going to somebody's going to be a beneficiary of timing and a break in the rain aren't they
1: so I, I think that's the case and out of the names that you just read off the one that really jumps at me is camp smith yes because he's a demonstrated yep. uh you know excellent performer at this venue and he's also a guy that that we've seen have success just a year ago in a marathon golf tournament that was interrupted by rain several times he won the players championship in march of 2022 I think they finished the second round on Sunday in that, in that tournament. I mean, so out at 50 to one, because of the, of all the variants that's about to be injected into this thing. I like a guy with, with his uh,
0: stature at this venue. You know what else? He's a hell of a captain for Ripper GC. <laughs> Here we go. I know Mark go. Leshman, Le- Mark Le- Leshman, Le- Leshman <laughs> Matt Jones, and Jed Jed Morgan. All, really all respect his leadership they all all skills. Yeah, I
3: don't know.
0: Um, what would our live team name be? Old and Cranky? I think four Old and aces. Creaky.
1: Four Aces is such no, a good four name. Four Aces is taken. Oh, it's taken. Is it Four, four Deuces? De- the Overeaters?
2: Yeah, yeah. Four Deuces. Four Deuces. Four, for for four Nathan. De- <laughs> de-
1: yeah. yeah Public Deuces.
2: I call that Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: uh Chang, anything else before we go? I have no idea. I had so much to eat, so much to drink. I, here's one thing for certain: so much to spend. I'm, you oh spent my, so much money yeah, in the pro shop. I spent so job. much. Why money. did you job. buy so
0: many hats? Great job. Well,
3: I bought you guys hats. Thank you. you. It was so
1: thoughtful.
0: That I, was. I'm so it, appreciative. It was, it it was a, very nice. I
3: bought a lot of presents, but um, I'm I'm never gonna drink three bloody marys ever again in the morning. It's <laughs> never gonna happen.
2: Nathan, any last thoughts? Uh, n- no. I mean, listen. Can we come back? I to want to the come masters?
1: back. Oh, you want to come back to the masters? I want to come you back. Like coming to the masters. Yes,
2: it's turning into a little bit like Vegas, which is that after forty-eight hours, you you've started to marinate a little bit more than yeah. you need to, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit like dinner tonight. But the the, the, <laughs> the I think from here, I, I, I just I, I'm ready to go home, sit on the couch, and watch this thing go. All
1: right. When are you guys doing your next pod? Uh, Sunday night recap. I think we're it, we're it might be, be, be Monday,
0: though. Is the problem? Well,
1: yeah, we'll see, and it could be on FanDuel TV. I believe the recap.
0: Oh, Masters yeah. Recap on a fairway wrong. That's it right. Is. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So I'm coming back with Rosillo on Sunday. We're going to tape right after the Masters. The final NBA game ends at three o'clock. So we're going to do Masters, player awards, all that stuff on, on Sunday. Unless we get a Masters delayed to Monday, which when was the last time that happened? 1983. Who won that year? No idea. Hail was, Irwin. Was it any of I the Rippers or the Four it, Aces?
1: It was definitely not. The, it wasn't a stinger it wasn't uh, the nut sacks. It was not <laughs> the, the
0: nut sacks. can that be our team name
1: yes it the nu- definitely can is,
2: <laughs> these nuts can become a presidential
3: these candidate
0: nuts. that could be our name it was <laughs> it was, cool. it was <laughs>
2: Seve Seve won his second match Seve see that.
1: how disrespectful we are
0: it's a little bit of an asterisk the Monday Masters win I don't know <laughs> it's like one and a half Masters it's like the bubble championship how dare you it's harder to win on a Monday no it is alright guys good to see you this was produced by Kyle Creighton Thank you, fellas, great to see. you This episode is brought to you by Lululemon.